Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. And I've always said, do we have years and years and years to wait for answers, decades to wait for answers when we need these answers now because life matters. Life is precious. The way we feel, being healthy, feeling good is precious. It all means something. And, um, you know, for years, um, there's something that's always been going around, like a a saying that's gone around, without your health, what do you have? You know, some people claim without health, you have nothing. I like to, I like to say, well, you still have something. You still have something. Okay, so even though we we lose our health in so many ways or can, and we want to keep ourselves healthy so that we don't have a crisis or that we're not in this this situation of some kind being stifled or set back or whatever it is and what we want to live or do or however, however, but yeah, if you don't have your health, what do you have? You have nothing. That's what's usually been talked about out there as far as said. I like to believe if you don't have your health, what do you have? You have an opportunity to get your health back. That's what I believe. I believe, you know, if you don't have your health, you still have something. You still have something. You got your soul. You have that, okay? You got you got your good intentions. You got your warm, loving heart. You got your compassion. You got your love. You got all that, and you have the opportunity to heal. So that's what, you know, I've always said, you know, I don't like the whole thing. Hey, you got health and you got nothing. You know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I've even probably even just mumbled that out of me every once in a blue moon for because of convenience. But it's 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 more than that. Without your good health, you you do have something. You have a lot of things. And most importantly, you have that opportunity to heal. And it is there. So today's show, today's show is about cystic acne or acne in general. Um, and, you know, the funny thing about acne is you, know, you think it's not important because there's so many different things going on out there. You know, we have so many different illnesses and diseases and, and whatever. And I'm meaning in the sense that I don't like calling them diseases all the time because technically, you know, chronic illness gets labeled as a disease or a label when really no one even knew what was creating the cause of it. So then calling it a disease when there's no truth or understanding to the cause of, of different diseases and, and illnesses. So do we have even the right to call them diseases? You know, the whole thing, but um, mystery and chronic illness, like I've said before, is is so in its baby stages of understandings in the medical field, you know, medical research and medical science has not, you know, uncovered um, the causes and truth about so much. And that's, that's what my job has been with spirit my whole life is to make sure I uncover all that. So you have the information so you can be empowered and, and, and you know, not just empowered, but so you can become that expert too, which then, you know, then you help and teach people, you know, What's happening out there is that there's a lot of misinformation going on all the time out there, and it's just the the internet's riddled with it. Um, you know, I mean, it's everywhere. It's in books. It's on the internet. It's it's all over the place, and you know, even on television shows. 
even on television shows that are health related. Um, I won't name any of them, but even on television television shows, the information just being regurgitated out into those shows is just it's most of it's wrong. Most of it's wrong. And, you know, do I have the right to say that? Well, you know, probably not. But spirit has the right to say that spirit does. So spirit tells me that. So then it gives me that I'm allowed to message that out. You know, without spirit, would I be allowed to say that? I don't know. But but spirit tells me what's wrong, what's right, and so forth and everything. And and the misinformation that's out there and misleading, it, it sends people down the wrong direction or or a spinning, you know, wheel of confusion. Just sea of confusion or whatever, you know, I've called it sea of confusion. You know, I call it the um musical chairs, just, just musical chairs you know, Russian roulette, whatever. It's just, it's all of that. It's games and it's not done on purpose. I don't think it's done on purpose. I think some of it is at a different level, a different level of the industry. Absolutely. And I'm sure some of you are like, oh yeah, totally. It is, it is, it is. But, but for the majority of the misinformation out there, it's just trends and fads or wrong information or maybe even planted information to keep us dumb about what's going on with our health. I mean, this one, for example, um, diabetic neuropathy. Diabetic neuropathy is not neuropathy from because of diabetes. More people have those sensations of neuropathy without diabetes than people with diabetes. But let's just keep us dumb and just package it. Diabetic neuropathy. Um, hepatitis C. Hepatitis C is Epstein-Barr doing long-term damage in the liver. Okay? But let's just pretend it's, or let's just not know it's Epstein-Barr. I mean, and the industry doesn't even know. And if they do, they don't want us to know. So just call it hepatitis C. You know, just keep us dumb, <laughs> right? So, you know, is it on purpose? Uh, I don't know. You know, some of it is, some of it isn't. But the bottom line is, is there's so much of this misinformation out there. It's it's unbelievable. And these are just little tidbits that I've talked about along the way in my books and on the radio shows. So, so, I mean, tapping into the truth is so critical to healing. So, hey, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Nothing? No, if you have the truth, if you have the information, if you have the choices and the opportunity to heal, that matters right there. That matters. If you don't have the truth or the real information, you don't really have a choice either because you, you, you don't have the choice to choose something. So Spirit's offering those choices. Spirit's offering that information so we don't have to be lost, so we can have answers to these very things. Um, all this matters. It really does. It really matters, all of it. Another another thing is the chicken pox. The chicken pox being shingles later. First of all, the chicken pox virus is an entirely different strain in the herpes family than shingles. Entirely different strain completely. But to keep us dumb, there we go. If you've had chicken pox, chances are, well, you will have the shingles later. It's not the same bug. It's not the same bug. But let's keep us stupid. Why not? There must be a reason. Or it's just misinformation or just more stupidity out there in research and science. And, you know, the thing is, is back to research and science, too, is... You know, this whole gene thing that's totally out of control. We're going to do another gene show because we're going to have to because, 
you know, I get slammed for this a lot because the minute I embark, the second I embark on telling the truth about what's caught, you know, what's causing an illness and then it being, you know, but out there, the mis- misinformation is blame blaming people's genes, telling them their genes are 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 skewed skewed or mutated or whatever it is. The minute I even even braze near that or just go near that, you know, I'll get slammed because oh, genes is real science, the gene science and everything about it. How dare you? You don't have a lab. You don't know. You don't know the updated science. I do know this. I do know this. Okay. That all the chronic and mystery illness, and we could go through a list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of illnesses, okay? They're not gene-related. I'll tell you that right now. They're not. They're virus-related, bacteria-related. They're the unforgiving for-related. Unforgiving for-related. Loads of radiation in our system, okay? Tons of toxic heavy metals in our system. That's part of the unforgiving for, right? You guys know that viruses, the viral explosion, all part of the unforgiven four. You know, the unforgiving four is what stands behind and underneath what all these labels given to us are. And that's what it is. It's not faulty genes. But the minute I go there where I try to, you know, talk about the truth about the MT, you know, the MTHFR gene mutations, I talk about the truth about that. There's is just a feeding frenzy because you know what it is? It's because no one's known what's wrong with anybody. And so they just hurt. The, the, the doctors and practitioners, professionals and researchers, they're hurt. And so when they come up with, let's just throw it all on genes and then they get people indoctrinated on that. They get professionals invested in that. And when the minute that happens, it's like, oh no, here it is. This is what it is. But guess what? You get cheated. You you take the loss. You take the hit. And that's what matters to me. That's what matters to me. It's about you. It's about your life. It's That's what matters. I sleep at night knowing I'm protecting you no matter what. No matter what. And that's what matters. That's what matters to me, knowing that I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to tell you what's causing a problem. I'm going to tell you what it is and it protecting you and your children and your family, your loved ones and your friends, because that's what matters in the end. That's the whole thing. That's what it is. And you just got to push aside. I got to push aside the, the noise that's out there trying to stop that. It wants everybody to be a robot now. You know, it's your, you got faulty genes. That's what it is. Science is going to go there. Billions of dollars are going to be invested in this to control you and control you and not tell you really what's wrong. Not, you know, never tell you really what's wrong. Like people who've been sick for decades and never know what's wrong with them. Nope. Till this day, right now, till this day, I'm the only one, the only one that brought to the table the Hashimoto's thyroiditis is caused by Epstein-Barr, tinnitus, Epstein-Barr, vertigo, Epstein-Barr. I talk about it in book one. Okay, you guys, you know, you know. And and that's just fibromyalgia, 100% Epstein-Barr. And, but it's not just that. Certain symptoms relating, certain symptoms relating that research or science have, have no clue. Saw a commercial on television the other day. Saw a commercial. Um, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, if you suffer from fibromyalgia, um, 
which is really believed to be overreactive nerves. So that's the that's what it is right there. Overreactive nerves, fibromyalgia. That's what we're told. And and tomorrow it's going to be genes. You have a faulty gene that's causing overreactive nerves. That's where it's heading more and more and more. And I know it's wrong because all you have to do, all you have to do is poke the bear a little bit and it gets everybody upset and you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong then. You just poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> you know how off it all is. Look at the Brock gene for breast cancer. I've talked about this on the radio show a couple of times. Look at it. More women have breast cancer without the Brock gene. More women. I'm not talking about some, like a little bit more. I'm talking about majority, the whole majority of women with breast cancer. The majority don't have the Brock 1, Brock 2. They don't even have it. It's not even, it's not even in there. Okay, not even in, in, in the makeup of who they are genetically. And they have breast cancer. A tiny portion has the Brock 1, Brock 2. But you see where it's going? This is per this is probably purposely, purposely there because it's another kind of blame it on you. It has to be blamed on you. It has to. Because where else can the blame go? Can it go on research and science? No. It can't. It has to go on you. We know that. So the blame's on you. That's what it is. It's your fault. You know, <laughs> and that's where they go. I can't stand for that. I'm not going to stand for that. It's about protecting you and your family. So today's about acne. I ran off a little bit on you guys, but it matters because acne, acne really is important for so many reasons because it's an underlying problem. An underlying problem that I brought to the table because of spirit for the first time. Okay, an underlying problem that I've identified a long time ago and have been teaching along the way of what's the what's responsible for cystic acne. And and so, hey, another thing that spirit's going to bring to the table no matter what and has. And so Let's talk about the whole acne thing. You think it's not serious, but it really is. One of the things that hits us the most with acne, obviously, is cos cosmetic, the whole cosmetic nature of it all. You know, we want to look good. We're in a world where you just want to look good, um, both men and women. It's, it's annoying for both men and women. And when you're younger, it's really annoying. When you're older, well, it's annoying, but, but still... Um, it's, you know, it's, it's workable in some ways. There's just so much pressure on the youth right now to look a certain way, to fit in a certain way. And, you know, there's pressure too on, on adults to fit, fit in a certain way and look a certain way as well. I mean, at the workplace, you don't, don't want to be dealing with struggling with acne facial wise. And, um, and so it, it, it all matters, but that's, that's what we usually take as the seriousness of acne. We usually take it to that place cosmetically, you know, and um, there's some people that don't have the acne on, on, you know, facial, but they'll have it on their neck and they'll have it on their chest. They'll have it on their back. Some people will have it everywhere, arms and shoulders. Some people will have, hey, you guys probably know. So, I mean, obviously some of you probably are dealing with it now or many of you. Some people have all of the above. It'll break out anywhere and everywhere. 
And the deal is, is topical creams. You know, it's all about different creams. You see them on television. You see them on the internet. You see them all over the place. Is it, you know, what, what, you know, use these creams, try these creams, try these facials, try to, you know, scrub your face, try to do all these different things. People go to spas and try to get all kinds of work done because of it. And that's, okay, that's, that could be helpful and it could aid in some ways, but we get told acne is because of sebum sebum oil and and oils that are all under under the skin and get trapped in there, and we get told that it's a whole oil thing going on. Um, first of all, that's misinformation. That's not what acne is, and that's not what causes acne. Second of all, we get told it's hormonal. So for women, it's hormonal. Um, and it's during their cycles and during puberty and, and this is triggering off act or not triggering. This is responsible for acne misinformation, completely hundred percent, totally wrong. Now I'm sure there's somebody out there now saying, no, that's when my acne gets the worst. That's when it's worst. It's during cycles. No, I agree. I believe you. I'm going to tell you why it happens that way, but that's not responsible for the acne. So there's lots of misinformation, and and you can go over it. I mean, there's all kinds of different levels of it. And and so basically, though, what's happening with cystic acne is, and this one, this one didn't probably doesn't even need need me to be to figure it out along the way for somebody like you may not even need me because one of the things that's recommended and always is recommended for cystic acne is antibiotics. Antibiotics are recommended for acne. And why would antibiotics be recommended for acne? This goes back decades, actually. They've been recommended for acne. Well, we can say, well, one reason is antibiotics is recommended for everything over the years in medicine, okay? But it's still recommended till this day. And... There's a reason for that because antibiotics showed progress over the years in the old days for cystic acne. It showed progress. There was progress when when you took an antibiotic, when when doctor prescribed an antibiotic. There was some progress and it and it totally, you know, showed the doctors, showed the medical field, wait a minute, what's going on here? And it was pure solely by accident, just by using antibiotics for so many different things. It was used on some extreme cases of acne in the old, old days. There was some progress. There was some, there was, you know, there, it was benefiting the patient. And that's what triggered off the whole antibiotic use for acne. But, but doctors in the old days, and I don't mean really old, I'm talking about whatever, a few decades ago, doctors in the old days didn't know why the antibiotic was helping somebody with acne. Didn't know why. That information did not exist. Just it was it was working. That was that was what existed with acne. It was working. You took an antibiotic, there was some sort of improvement going on. Nobody knew why. And that's what triggered off the whole, let's just make sure we, you know, we create different antibiotics for acne along the way. That we bombard a person with lots of antibiotics for acne, for cystic acne, and 
and non-cystic acne. And there's a fine line between both of those, by the way. So basically, regular acne is just it's just acne that hasn't gone out of control. And there is some acne that's that, you know, very mild, once in a blue moon kind of acne that is a natural occurrence that happens from a clogged pore. That does exist, okay? But anything beyond that, anything beyond that clogged pore, once in a blue moon, anything beyond, okay, that, that you know, that level is something different. It's something different. It, it then goes into cystic acne and acne that's borderline cystic, but, but it's not because of clogged pores. Um, there are people who don't wash their face at all, don't even apply anything on there. They don't wash their face for months and months. They just don't wash their face. There's people that don't wash their hair for months. And, I mean, just people that just choose not to do that. And, um, and they won't get acne on their face. There won't be a single, single, not even a clogged pore. But, so let's go back to the antibiotic thing. Now, the problem is with the antibiotics is the antibiotics did help at the beginning with cystic acne. And they're used now in different ways, different varieties of antibiotics, dangerous ones, not so dangerous ones, and um, upgraded ones. The reason why so many antibiotics have been used in the whole cystic acne thing is because it's been bacterial to begin with. So acne and cystic acne has been always bacterial. What kind of bacteria? It's been strep. So acne and cystic acne is strep. So here's how it worked. In the old days, there weren't a lot of different strains of strep. There was just group A and group B. That's all there was, group A and group B. And the groups were small. They were small. Basically, a couple of strains of strep starting out in the old days. So when someone had strep in their system, and still does say someone today, regardless, it sits in the lymphatic system, chronically and low grade, even if you exhibit no symptoms whatsoever. So even if you're not dealing with any symptoms at all, it, at all, you're just, you're just doing your thing, living your life, you feel pretty good, whatever it is that's going on, you can still have strep in the lymphatic system that's camped out, camped out in the lymphatic system, different areas. And especially in the neck. So if you're someone who had strep throat when you were a child, chances are you're going to have some acne. Sometimes you won't, depending on what's happening. Some, but chances are you will have some acne in your day if you had strep throat, if you had strep throat a lot. See, if you had tons, tonsillitis, if you had uh, strep throat a lot, if you had um, um, anything like that, if you're, if you're prone to styes, um, if you've had a lot of bronchitis, a lot of pneumonia as a child, whatever it could be, you could be up against some serious acne later on because it's really a strep infection that's underlying. So it stays in the liver and it, and it runs and it goes out of the liver and it runs into the lymphatic system. It's part of the unforgiving four, 
the whole viral explosion plus bacteria and pathogens and everything like that. That's part of the unforgiving four. So the strep is underlyingly sitting in lymphatic systems of people and your body keeps it under control. It does. And then sometimes it can get out of control. And what the strep does is it surfaces. It surfaces to the derma. It starts to get, because the lymphatic system is so close to the derma, so close to that skin, to that skin, so close to it, that it can actually reach the derma and start working underneath it. That's the beginning of the cystic acne. Starts working underneath it. So if you're eating the wrong foods, if you're living a very stressful life, which we all can't help, at least most of us can't. And and you know, if you're 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 not taking care of yourself, you're running yourself down, the immune system has a difficult time not only keeping the strep under control in the lymphatic vessels in the lymphatic system, not only keeping it under control there, this old chronic strep that's just been in your system since day one, it has a difficult time keeping it under control going up to the surface of the derma, to the skin. It keeps, it's very hard to actually round those babies up and kill them and destroy them. So your neutrophils, you know, your lymphocytes, your lymphocytes have actually play the largest role in trying to stop strep is your lymphocytes. And they have a difficult time keeping it under control. If you're zinc deficient, the whole thing I talk about, about zinc and Epstein-Barr and everything going wrong, if you're zinc deficient, then your lymphocytes are going to be not fed. They're never going to be fed well. If you're not eating good you know, foods, they're not going to be fed well. So they can't stop the strep you know, from reaching the derma. And so what happened is antibiotics were used in the old days for the basic strains that we had. But medical research, medical science had no idea what was causing the acne, the cystic acne. They had no idea. They were just finding results out of the antibiotic use. And what happened, though, is the strains became more resistant and more resistant. There's not just group A, group B. There's group A through Z. Now, medical research and science will say, well, he's wrong about that. Or or uh, immunologist is going to say, oh, Anthony William, once again, he's wrong about that because there's really only A through H or A through D or something. I don't know what they have listed. They could have listed A through H, but there's A through Z. And basically, that A through Z is even, it's even worse than that. There's offshoots of all those groups. There's lots and lots of different strains of strep now. There's multiple, multiple, multiple strains of all the different groups. They've all become, many of them become, antibiotic resistant from the abuse of antibiotics for every time someone catches a cold, every time someone goes to a doctor with any complaint, anytime anything's ever happened in the last 40 years, antibiotics are used, 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 used. They're used in children with ear infections, which is strep. So they're used with children with ear infections, tonsillitis, ear infections, just go to the, the, you know, doctor with ear infection, lots and lots of antibiotics. And this, what's happening is these strains get their, they get more resistant. And then when the child grows up, so it's a baby with an ear infection and that baby with an ear infection grows up, that baby with the ear infection now has a more resistant strain in their body. And then they meet a partner and they pass that strain on through sexual content, uh, contact or anything that, that partner picks up a whole new strain, then gets a bad UTI 
and that UTI is ongoing and on and off, on and off through that that young person's life and whatever, and it and it just gets passed on maybe to someone else or more antibiotics are given for certain reasons and the strains get stronger and they just, they just, they're everywhere. They're in food and restaurants. I talked about that with food poisoning, everything else. They're just, they're just everywhere. They're on doorknobs, they're on toilet seats. Um, not trying to get you to fear the world or anything because we can just build up our immune system, clean all this stuff up and move forward. But yeah, you know, if you're, if you're in a restaurant and you're using a toilet seat, put paper down, definitely put paper down on it. <laughs> And I would even recommend flushing the toilet before you, even if the toilet water looks clean in the restaurant, toilet flushing the toilet regardless before you use it and then put paper down on the seat. All these things do matter. Um, but the bottom line is the antibiotic use helped out the cystic acne in many people at the very beginning, but then tapered off where now they had to use, create more antibiotics, abuse the antibiotics, and then try different antibiotics. And some people are on really dangerous antibiotics for their, their cystic acne. But these are chronic strep infections, cystically. The cystic part is where strep builds up and creates a little bit of scar tissue deep underneath there, causes some trouble, creates a little tiny cyst, you know, filled with pus. That pus is all, is the body trying to fight the bacteria, and it's a combination of all that, but it's not just the sebum oils. It's not the oils. It's not the hormones. The hormone part of all, part of it all. When when uh, a woman goes through menstruation and they get the acne, and the person gets the acne, maybe you get that. Maybe maybe you know somebody. Maybe a friend gets it that way. Whether it started out young like that or later on whether it started and you never had acne and then it happened later on. What happens is when we have our cycle, when women have their cycle, their immune system drops. So your immune system, 80% of your immune system actually goes on low battery. Just all of a sudden shuts down and goes on low battery. You only have 20% of your immune system left when you have a cycle. The reason why is because the 80% of your immune system is assisting your reproductive system, 100%. And that information comes from spirit as well. That's not out there too. Always keep in mind that the information on the show every week um, that we're doing this isn't information out there. And if there are specs of it out there, chances are much of it could have come from me originally from doing this for 35 years. But the point is, is with the whole cycles and everything like that, 80% goes to the reproductive system and 80% of the immune system is assisting the reproductive system because that's where um, a woman needs her immune system the most. And then everything else falls short. That means if you had migraines in the past, they might come during a cycle. That's when they come. If depression comes, it comes during a cycle. If something else is happening, it comes during a cycle. If someone has fibromyalgia, it gets a little worse during the cycle. But acne can get worse during the cycle. And that's how it occurs. That's why the, the the acne can get out of control. The immune system lymphocytes drop, everything drops. It's not a bad thing. It's just you might get some acne, and that's how it works. Um, but the whole thing about cystic acne and acne, you guys, is it's deeper. It's deeper. It's strep deep in the system that just is living its life. And that's okay because we have a lot of bugs in our systems, in our world, in our lives that 
are doing their thing, but we can do something about it. We can do something about it. It's not a scary thing at all. Um, so let's talk about what we can also do about it as well. So I'm sure you've seen, if you've known somebody with acne, you know they've done everything. You know they try everything. You know they're doing everything they can. Um, every topical cream, every ointment, every single, even conventional, you know, conventional uh, antibiotics and so forth and everything else. Um, the problem is with the antibiotic thing, I got to tell you, is that it stores in the body. So the antibiotic stores. So when you take an antibiotic, it sits in the liver and it stays in there and it does continue to feed low levels of strep. Even if the cystic acne went down from the antibiotic for a while or it's going down, a lot of doctors use the six month protocol, eight month protocol, nine month, sometimes it's nine month, um, on, on low levels of antibiotics, different types of antibiotics for people to keep acne down. Sometimes it's a year. Sometimes they'll, they'll go forever. Sometimes they'll just go forever too. They'll keep you on antibiotic for two years, three years. And the only problem is with this is that the strep to begin with that causes the acne could upgrade, could get a little stronger, could get a little stronger over time because it's so used to those antibiotics. So it could get a little stronger. So that's why we have to use natural antibacterials, natural ones, natural antibacterials when it comes down to strep. And uh, let's go into foods too for a little bit before we go into the, uh, we go into everything else. So, hey, <laughs> how's the vibe on this show, you guys? How is it? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I got a new mic, so, you know, I could hear myself better. And I don't know if that helps or not, but anyway, this is fun. All of this is fun. So the deal is antibacterials we're going to talk about, but let's talk about the food thing. The reason why the foods are so important because they feed bugs. Foods feed bugs and foods kill bugs. Which ones would you rather have? What what food what foods would you guys what foods would you rather be eating or having in your life or consuming in your life? Would you like the foods that kill bugs? I <laughs> know it's a stupid question, right? <laughs> would you like the foods that feed bugs in your system? I'm just laying that out there first. <laughs> it's like I got a smile on my face because it's probably the silliest question. But which ones? Well, I mean, I would like the, the, the foods that kill bugs. But how do we know what foods kill bugs and how do we know what foods don't kill bugs? We don't in the internet world. We don't on the, you know, the different various shows that doctors come on and all these different shows on TV and everywhere else. And, and the internet and different, you know, podcasts, we don't know what foods kill bugs. We, we really don't. But we do here. We do here. Not boasting. I just have to stick up for spirit as much as I can. It's important. <laughs> it's important that I'm in good grace with spirit. All right, over here. So the bottom line is we want the foods that kill bugs. And we want the food. We don't want the foods to feed bugs. So what are they? You guys know. You know, eggs. Eggs feed bugs of all kinds, especially strep. Strep loves eggs. Plus, eggs create a mucus that fills in the lymphatic system. So when you eat eggs, your lymphatic system has to clear out mucus. It has to. It has to literally. It gets filled up with mucus when you eat eggs, as tasty as they are, as free range as they are. I mean, look. If you're growing. 
if you have your own chickens and you got your own eggs, I, I, I applaud you because that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. If you're going to eat an egg, that's the egg you want. Or a neighbor that's doing that. You want to get their eggs. You want to eat those neighbor's eggs. But if you're dealing with acne and you're concerned with cystic acne, hold them off for now. Hold them off. Give the eggs to someone else that doesn't have acne. But eggs feed strep. It's like the number one food. You stick eggs, you stick raw egg in a Petri dish with strep, any strain, and you'll see a feeding frenzy under the microscope. That's never talked about. No one talks about it. Can't find that information anywhere. And it does you a disservice. The one thing I harp about the whole misinformation thing, and you guys just don't get me wrong on this. I harp on it because it's doing you guys a disservice and it breaks my heart. And kind of, you know, how does it break my heart? When I see people suffer. When I see people suffer and not be able to, you know, take care of their lives, their needs, their children's needs and everything else. That's the whole reason why I'm always boasting, getting sarcastic, um, talking about how bad the misinformation is out there. As long as you guys know that, seriously know where it comes from. So, but if you stick the egg in a Petri dish with the strep, there's going to be a feeding frenzy. That's what happens. So when we have strep in our system that causes all the acting on the back, acne on the chest, acne on the shoulders, acne on the neck, acne on the face, acne on the head, acne on the head, okay? Top of the head, crown of the head, back of the head, acne in different places. And then having acne plus eczema, which can occur too, doesn't help either. That's when someone has some Epstein-Barr or a viral issue in their liver, along with having strep too. They might get a little bit of both. But but we'll go back and we'll, we'll keep it on the cystic acne though. So we want to keep the foods down that feed these bugs. So what's another food? Gluten. Well, that obviously you could probably find a whole bunch of data out there on how gluten is bad and gluten causes this and causes that and whatnot. But how does it cause anything? Why does it and how? Because it feeds strep and that information isn't out there. So what happens is that if, you're, if, you, if your strep is in your system and that's feeding off of gluten, feeding off of wheat, then yeah, it's going to amp up. It doesn't feed off of gluten as much as it feeds off of egg, but it, regardless, it feeds. It feeds. So, so we want to keep gluten-free. We want to make sure, you know, there's no gluten in any products. We want to be that. That does help some people with acne, without a doubt. But what happens is young people... If, if they're told to stay away from gluten, it's almost virtually impossible because it's getting a little easier now, but when they go out to restaurants with, with teenager friends and everything else and young people are trying to live their lives or at their birthday party and they want to eat a piece of cake and they want to look normal and they don't want people making fun of them. And it was way worse years ago, way worse. Now it's a lot better. So that makes it really hard. Staying away from gluten is almost virtually impossible. Then if you learn to stay away from gluten, you still have to stay away from eggs, which is another hard thing to do. So it's like pick your poison, right? Which one do you want to stay away from? Well, you got to stay away from both. It feeds this underlying strep in the system, in the lymphatic system. So the strep comes up to the surface of the derma and starts creating cystic acne all over the place. There's, there's lymphatic vessels everywhere. They're all over the chest. They're in the breasts. They're in the armpits. 
so that you'll get the acne on the shoulders. They're, they're, you'll get the acne on, on the chest. You'll get the acne on the back. You'll get the acne everywhere, face, neck, because lymphatic is everywhere in these areas. You can even get it on the legs, by the groin, by the groin, underneath, around the butt, because lymphatic vessels are all in the groin, all in that area. And yes, you could get acne in weird places, different places. So yeah, another food that feeds it, dairy products, milk, cheese, and butter. Milk, cheese, and butter. Ghee, yep. If, you, if, you're, if you're worried about acne and you got some you know, strep in the system, then you don't want ghee. You just don't. You don't. And you don't want kefir. You don't want goat's milk. You don't want yogurt. You don't want yogurt. You just don't if you're dealing with acne. Someone would be like, well, I was dairy and wheat free and my acne didn't get better. Were you really dairy free? And how long? Because strep is so resistant for so long. You got to keep these foods out of your system for so long. And not only that, it takes time for a lot of acne cases to get better. So just got to have patience. The reason why is because we have storage bins of dairy and and garbage and storage bins of different dairy products in our cells, in our liver, storage bins and deposits that have hardened of cheese in the intestinal tract and crevices of the intestinal tract that still need time to clean out because the, the strep is going to be now looking for anything and looking for old storage bins of food that are in us. They're creating that cystic acne so it can keep fueled up. So these are important. Canola oil is another important one. I talk about that all the time. Corn oil, corn products, any kind of corn can feed strep. Any kind of corn products can feed strep. So these are the most important. Milk, cheese, butter, eggs, kefir, goat's milk. Doesn't matter if it's goats, doesn't matter. Whatever it is, just nothing dairy. Now, this You might find this hard to do. And I... Uh, believe me, I understand 100%, and I'm not going to twist your arm on this at all. But you got to take your time and just work with it, you know, give it some time. So let's talk about foods that kill strep, and that's the deal there too. Garlic, if you're sensitive to garlic, then just, you know, hold it off. But garlic's amazing. Onions kill strep, kills H. pylori too, by the way. And I mentioned H. pylori because a lot of people with different forms of strep have H. pylori, and a lot of people with strep and acne later on get diagnosed with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. They get, they get the whole SIBO diagnosis. And SIBO is strep. That's the bacteria SIBO is. That's something else that spirit has brought to the table that we brought to the table the first time. SIBO is strep. That's the one it is. So, you know, that can develop in somebody so they have a history of acne. Then later on, 20 years later, they're having, they're getting diagnosed with SIBO and the beat goes on and the beat goes on, right? So, so let's go back to the foods that kill the garlic, the onions. Any kind of green can help kill strep in the system over time. So keep your greens, leafy greens. So if someone's on a paleo diet, make sure you're doing a lot of leafy greens. That's a great strep killer. If someone's on a vegan vegetarian diet, plant-based diet, make sure you're on a lot of greens. If someone's just on a fish diet, that's all they're on, a lot of greens. Try to get the greens in there. Mache, spinach, kale, whatever you like. Shard, if you want. Uh, butterleaf lettuce. Butterleaf lettuce is a really great food. We talk about that a lot. 
red leaf, green leaf, lettuce. If you're just always getting one kind of lettuce, try to break it up. Try to break it up. If you're just into romaine lettuce, try to get some uh, red leaf lettuce once in a while. Break it up and work with it. All different lettuces have different medicinal qualities that can't be quantified, measured, or weighed by science. They can't be. And I would have to do a thousand shows on each and every single one of those different varieties of lettuce to, to, to really identify what they really do with spirit. It would be cumbersome and daunting to say the least, but just break up your lettuce, use different lettuces. Okay, that's important. Any kind of herb is bacterial killing. Peppermint, bacterial killing. Any kind, spices, ginger, roots like ginger, rhizomes, whatever, they all they all kill off streps. So it's about getting as many fruits and vegetables that you like in your body. Cayenne pepper kills strep. You know, if you like a little hot sauce, if you like a little hot heat, that kills strep as well. And then it's about supporting your immune system too. So then you want immune system supporters. You want the zinc. You want that as immune. You want the vitamin C. You want the good vitamin C. You can go to my preferred, you know, the preferred supplements that I recommend as far as the preferred at my website, medicalmedium.com, and you could find the best vitamin C. But you want immune system builders too. Lemon balm kills off strep, but builds the, rebuilds the immune system. People say it's always lemon balm with you. Lemon balm, lemon balm, lemon balm. Someone told me that the other day. And, and instead of being irritated, which I wasn't, I was just like, yeah, yeah. So you got the message then. You got the message. Say it again. You're like, well, it's always lemon balm with you. Yeah, what's the message there? What's the message? The message is because is it does that many things for you. It kills off strep. It knocks down Epstein-Barr. It's antibacterial and antiviral. Who can deny wanting to use that if it holds that power? And it's an incredible weapon for cystic acne. Take, take a bunch of it. Drink lemon balm tea every day on and off all day long. You know, you can do this. You can have the power to get your immune system back up, kill off strep, kill off other bugs, get rid of your cystic acne. So the deal is, is this with acne. Another good thing is the more fresh fruits and vegetables you bring in, the more room you have for knocking down levels of strep in the liver and in the lymphatic system. The more opportunity occurs, the more cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, red bell peppers, Okay, uh, winter squash, uh, sweet potatoes, the more fruits and vegetables, including, you know, including tubers, including, you know, um, the more of this, the more you break down strep. And you always have to remember that. Do the thyme tea, I always say, or put fresh thyme in your food. Oregano oil capsules that I talk about in, in, in with food poisoning, use oregano oil capsules. That's a great one to knock down strep too. Strep is not immune, meaning it's not immune. It hasn't, re it hasn't built resistance against any fruit or any vegetable. It hasn't built resistance against any fruit or any vegetable or any herb and spice that you like. Cinnamon. If you're big on cinnamon, do a little cinnamon. That really knocks down strep. Now, you may say, oh, I got cystic acne, I tried everything, I've tried some of these. No, you may not have enough of these fruits and vegetables. If you're a big meat eater, lower the amount, lower your consumption. You can still keep it in there if you want, but lower it so you get more of these items in you. It's about how much room your stomach holds so you don't want it. You don't want, you know, um, <laughs> you don't want bad 
bad, you know, items, meaning not bad, but not use useful items in your stomach taking up space. You don't want it's like hey, it's like when someone gets you upset out there in the world or they let you down or or someone betrays you. They end up getting living rent free in your mind. You've heard that, right, out there? That's not mine. That that came from someplace else out there. I've heard that where someone, you know, someone lives rent free in your brain because they've they've hurt you. So now they're living in your brain rent-free constantly, nonstop, taking up space, taking up tons of space, right? Well, that's what happens with foods. You don't want foods that are unproductive living rent-free in your abdomen, in your stomach and intestinal tract when you can make room for foods that pay the rent. They pay the rent by doing their job, killing off bacteria and everything like that. So lower your animal products because... I'm not saying I'm against animal products. I'm just saying they don't kill off strep. So you want to bring them down a bit. Bring in more of the fruits and vegetables. The more and more you bring in, the more you'll see. It's the same thing with, a, say, you're plant-based or, or, or vegetarian. And all you do is you eat lots of fruits and vegetables, but you're also eating lots of cheese as a vegetarian. Or you're eating lots of eggs. Time to knock those out and bring in more fruits and vegetables. That's what you do. If you're just plant-based altogether, like you're vegan and you're plant-based altogether and you're you're taking up space from, you know, all, too much grain or you're taking up space, you're taking up space with too many nuts and seeds and, you know, too much of that, then you want to kind of, you want to back that down and you want to make sure you bring in more fruits and vegetables. And then when you bring in that plus your killer herbs, plus your oregano, your thyme, your sage, chop up sage, throw it in your guacamole, and you'll be killing strep. It adds up. It's a percentage game. 1% this, 1% that, 1% this. You got your thyme. You got your sage. You got your oregano. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Every day, you got your, you know, your different lettuces, and then you got your fruits. I didn't even go into that. Fruits are the ultimate strep killer, are the fruits. Cherries, berries, they all kill strep. They have antibacterial properties. Any kind of fruit you want, especially bananas, kill off strep. They kill it off strep in a great way. So you bring in all your different fruits. And that matters too. Some of the other herbs. Now here's one other treatment you can do with, with, with cystic acne is golden seal. Golden seal. Now, you can't take golden seal too long. You have to take breaks. Then it stops being useful in your body. What I like doing is golden seal two weeks and then two weeks off. Two weeks on, two weeks off. Now, I understand if you're stuck in the antibiotic world where you're stuck and you got bad cystic acne, it's got out of control, you're taking antibiotics, you're not going to be able to just drop everything. you got to work with your doctor on it all. But golden seal, if you find yourself a natural practitioner that will invest in you in golden seal, you do golden seal two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, get doing, doing a healthy dosage of golden seal. And you can talk to your practitioner about that or your doctor doing a healthy, healthy amount of golden seal. Golden seal is the antibiotic, antibiotic of choice for cystic acne. Without the cystic, without the strep, caucus, without the strep, getting immune to it. Without it getting immune to it. Golden seal therapy is a secret weapon. You might say, hey, well, I tried a little golden seal one time. No, you got to do the therapy two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off. And you can talk to a practitioner about that or whatever. And between that and everything else you're doing, 
can be an amazing weapon against the the strep. And it's really helpful. Remember to keep your zinc up to par. Selenium is really good because it helps repair tissue, tissue that's been damaged by strep, caught from cystic acne. Wild blueberries. That is incredible for not only breaking down strep, which breaks down SIBO, which breaks down all kinds of different versions of strep. And strep causes a lot of problems. I talked about it in the strep show. It causes, you know, UTIs, pneumonia, um, styes, uh, migraines, head, sinus problems, sinus congestion. A lot of people who have cystic acne, and you might even know you're someone, you know that you get kind of mucusy in the sinuses, or you had a sinus problem at one time, or your sinuses are sensitive, or you got post-nasal trip, a lot of all that strep. Um, BV, bacterial vaginosis, is strep. UTIs, yeast infections are all strep. Now, there's yeast present during during um, yeast infections. There's yeast. They call it yeast. But what's really underlying is it's strep. And acne can occur at different parts of someone's life if they've been in and out of all of these different things and taking antibiotics for all these different things. And then acne can stick around. So... Um, the zinc, the selenium is really important. Lots of vitamin C, really important for rebuilding the immune system. So keep these things in mind. Okay, keep them in mind. And and forge ahead and you move forward. Now, in the herb world, every herb is antibacterial to some degree, some a lot more, some a lot less. Chamomile, peppermint, simple herbal teas such as that can help with cystic acne over time by knocking down strep levels over time. Licorice root, fantastic for knocking down some strep. So keep that in mind too. All this matters. And, um, but one day at a time, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope on any of it. And, you know, fight for it. Take one day at a time. If you can only do some of these things, then you do some of them, but you can break down the strep in the system, break it down and deal with less acne, less problems in your life around it and move forward. And you'll probably get healthier in different ways while you're doing it for the reasons I've talked about all through this different show, all through this, all through the show. <laughs> so, Hey, look, that brings us to the end of the show. And, um, you know, I want you to hang in there. Turmeric. I forgot about turmeric. Make sure turmeric is in there. That's a great one for strep. It's helping so many people. Look, I stand behind you 100%. I stand behind you 100%. I'm with you. You're an amazing person. Everybody out there is amazing to me. I love you dearly, okay? And I think about you guys. I think about you guys all the time. I want you getting better, Okay. Take one day at a time, one day at a time, three steps up, two steps back, three steps up, two steps back, and just know that I love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.